Hey, sleepyhead, it's Joey Salvia, and welcome to Opie Radio. All right, I find myself deep in the uh, the woods of New Jersey once again. I'll be honest with you, I'm close to the creepy cabin, but Carl uh, gave up on the creepy cabin. He moved on. He's got to start that restaurant in Manhattan, La Cubana. He's uh, very close to it being open, and he's working his butt off. And when he's not living in Queens, he's uh, up here in the woods, close to the telemark, hanging out and chilling out. And uh, he told me to meet me at this house, which I'm in front of now. And uh, it's beautiful out, man. You can hear the sounds of nature. I gotta ask him about that that house that looks like it burnt down across the street. But we're walking up to the uh, the house. Carl told me to meet him at. And we're going to do another fine Opie Radio podcast, so it's very quiet up here. It's very chill. It's very zen-like. I like that. All right, let's do this. Joey, it's time once again for the Opie Radio podcast. Ah, my rhythm's off. You think? Yo, Carl! Where are you, Carl? No one's answering. I'm just going to walk in. Yo, Carl! I heard a burp. I hear a sigh. I hear a burp. I hear a sigh. Oh, boy. What's up, Carl? What's up, brother? Carl Ruiz, everybody! Welcome to brunch. I see that. I like this, man. You're, you're like a city guy, and now... Uh, on your day off, you're, you're back where it feels comfortable, close to the telemark, in the middle of the woods, close to the creepy cabin, but this is not the creepy cabin. It's a nice, nice little spot I got going on here, right? I like this, man. It's nice, right? I hope you got lights. <laughs> <laughs> know what I like about this place? What? It has lights. Uh, you don't have to... Dump. Outlets. Outlets is, is important. Right? A giant fridge. A real fridge. That's what I've seen so far. An actual living room with a couch and a TV on the wall. I got a Snoopy snow cone machine. Is that what that is? Yep. Oh, we got to rock some uh, snow cones. We'll make them with bourbon. They're really good. Yeah, so you got the bourbon opened up. I got a nice Weller Antique 107 for us for the day. Damn it. That's some uh, That's some good stuff. This is uh, this is unbelievable bourbon. It's, yeah. uh, it's the original weeded bourbon. It's, the, it's what Pappy Van Winkle should be <laughs> and should cost. Oh, really? Yeah. But Pappy's good. You Pappy, turned me on Pappy's to Pappy's delicious. Pappy's delicious. The, uh, but I, I'm a Weller guy. Yeah. I, I like Weller. Okay. And one thing about bourbons, you want to hear something as I drink it. The, um, do you know a lot of bourbons are fake? What do you mean? So if you walk through the liquor store and you see Kentucky bourbons, right? Yeah. The bur- bourbons have to be in Kentucky, right? Wrong. There's over 350 brands of bourbon now in the, in the golden age of, of bourbon making now. Do you know how many actual distilleries there are in Kentucky? Uh, I would have if you think 350 bur- different bourbons, h- how many distilleries do you think exist? I'm going to go low. Go ahead. Ten. That's too low. That's 14. Too- well, th- that's pretty close. That's close. Good good call. Thank you, bro. Your pessimism really comes in handy <laughs> with these loaded questions. <laughs> I'm like, how many how many distilleries are there? Cancer. <laughs> well, the setup was obvious. I wasn't going to say 300. Cheers. Cheers. A little bourbon action. First thing in the morning. Uh, we're recording this at like 10 in the morning. So, yeah, cheers. <laughs> cheers. Can I at least put it in coffee? <laughs> Go ahead. 
very nice. That's uh, that's that's very nice. That goes down pretty uh, pretty smoothly. So there's a company. I think it's called MDP. Yeah. And most bourbons that people love are like, oh my god, bro, you're drinking Angels Envy. <laughs> Is this some stupid bourbon Angels Envy or whatever? Whatever they say, yeah. the odds of those people actually even distilling something are yeah. close to zero. Oh, really? There's a giant conglomerate. And it's called, I think it's called MDP, and they make all this bourbon in Indiana. Not Kentucky. No. And they ship it in. Yeah. And they blend it. They put it in a bottle. They put a label, and they charge you 100 bucks. There you go. Ain't that something? So Weller is, it comes from the Buffalo Trace Distillery. So look at, so if you read the back of this, it says, you know, made in Kentucky, which is distilled in Kentucky. Sometimes it'll just say bottled in Kentucky. Yeah. But this is all made in Kentucky, but it's made by Buffalo Trace. Guess what else Buffalo Trace makes? Pappy Van Winkle. Ah. So. So is this uh, one of those situations where uh, the bourbon is very similar, but they're slapping just different labels on it? Absolutely. It is, right? Absolutely. It's a lot of bullshit. And they, you know who they learned it from? Uh. The winemakers. Mm. Because there's nothing more bullshitty than pretentious than winemakers. Now, my grandma, who would have been uh, 100 and <laughs> 109 if she was alive. Is this the one that had that cancer beach house next to the... Next yes, to, yeah, yes, right. yes. Uh, she would be 109. Um, so, you would like this because you're... Is that uh, the one where your, your uncle peed all over you? Peed on top of you? No, his big hog went over our shoulder. Yes! Because they only had one bathroom. <laughs> And it was completely acceptable that it wasn't, you know, gay or... Mike somewhere or, is... Mike uh, right now is radar went up. You got his full attention. Or predatorial. It was just it's just what you did in, with the big family at a beach house with one bathroom and an uncle that liked his beer. So he had to pee a lot. Move like, over! And all of a sudden you see this monster come over your shoulder. Oh, my God. That's a true story. So she'd be 109, but a, a little known fact, way back in the day she worked at a canning factory... And she was the first one that told me it was all BS, that they would stop the line and they would change out the labels yeah. for the same exact product. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. My wife gets mad to this day when I go uh, store brand. There's a lot of things you can go store brand. You're not going to notice the difference. Well, as a chef, I learned how to read the back of things, right? So you read the, you read the label yeah. and it'll tell you everything. Yeah. Because remember, by law... They have to put the main ingredient, first the active ingredient, and it has to be in parentheses, the active ingredient. And second of all, by, by volume, they put the ingredients. So just turn it around. Yeah. And you'll be surprised. It's the exact same shit. The exact same shit. Marketing is, is a giant part of, of the way America does business. Oh, uh, hell yeah. So uh, your place is awesome. I like that you don't have to duck when you're walking around it. Normal ceilings. Or this place. You're at, you actually don't live here. No. I come, I, here, I come here when I don't work and... But it has your vibe to it. All my shit's all over the place. Because if I explain just some of the stuff go around, ahead, I'm like, I, I would go, this has to be Carl's Place. That's that's the famous bell. That's the drinking bell. All right. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a it's a little more homey, but uh, you, you come up here when you're not working on that restaurant in the city. I just have to decompress. The city is just... You got to get away, right? Well, I, I, I think I'm just too old. It's a young man's game, man. You know what I mean? It's just... The people that live in the city now really suck balls, dude. Right. I mean, just everyone's miserable, Opie. I'm, I was on the subway. I had to go to a to a benefit uh, at Pig Beach in Brooklyn. The pit master there, great guy, 
family, two beautiful kids, goes to work one day, starts slurring. They're like, oh, look, he must be drunk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Died right there. Died! Last year. So all the big barbecue guys. Was it a stroke? Um, aneurysm. Aneurysm. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Aneurysm? Uh, don't matter. Because when you get it, it doesn't really matter how you say it. You start to sound like one of those old white guys at the well, bar. Because by did, the he, t- did he get cancer? The dirt don't care! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Dirt's dirt! Because by the time you try to figure out how to say aneurysm correctly, you're fucking gone. Yeah, you're going, I'm, 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 and then you're, you're done. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, man, it's a shame. But, you know, uh, Chris Lilly showed up from Alabama. Tank Jackson. Sure. Um, you know, everybody showed up, and, and it was great. It was a great event. Barbecue yeah. Princess was there. You know, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody well, those were all of the same. And they all asked for you. Where's Opie? Well, I'm like, he's in the Hamptons, you fucking hillbillies. Well, I had, I had escaped to to the beach. Yeah, I just you do the, the same beach. thing I do. Of course, because the city will drive me nuts if it. If I it live. Will. I live exactly like you do. Now that I think about it, right? We have the same, of course, lifestyle, except give or take a couple thirty million. Well, you know, you're 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 going to be back on top, Carl. Right? Define top. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be back on top. But see, what do you mean? Like I have a phone? <laughs> see, this, this is what I've done for years. I hammer it out in the city, right? And then as soon as I get the chance, I get the f out of the city. Whether it's for two days, three days, a week, two weeks, I'm out of there. I can't stand it too. But I made the mistake. My kids got too old. They got their own crews now. They got their own friends. So I oh, think I'm no. stuck. You're gonna be stuck in the city. Well, I was thinking. Maybe I could still squeeze them out of the city, but everyone's like, oh, you, yeah, no, man. The cutoff was six years old. After six, you just can't do that to your kids. They get their friends. They're not going to understand going somewhere brand new. Can I tell you something? Especially if you don't have to. A lot of families do have to relocate for jobs and stuff, and they have to t- put their kids through that. I don't have to, so I would feel very guilty if I did that. Oh, see, I wouldn't care about what other people felt. Your own kids? I don't have kids. No, but I'm just saying, you're, you, wouldn't you feel guilty? Uh, no, I just have, I have no kids? guilt passing judgment on your family, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, I get, <laughs> no, I get that. <laughs> I, I will rule with an iron fist. <laughs> I'm like, well, he's got to go. <laughs> you're a bad man because my kids love you. I love them too. You know I love They love I'm, you on grocery games. Like, hey, that's joke. Carl. That's Uncle Carl. They get all excited. Oh, my God. And then if I'm on the phone with you, like, is that Carl? <laughs> <laughs> they got to get crushy poo on you. <laughs> crushy. <laughs> Wait till, I, wait till I get older, I'm going to teach him how to smoke ciggies. There you go. <laughs> Uncle Carl. Oh, Uncle Carl's oh. teaching you some bad things. Come over here, kids. Oh, you know you know though when they get older, if anything ever bad happens, yeah. they're going to call me. <laughs> yeah, of course they are. Like, Uncle Carl, listen, right. we're in trouble. Yeah. I'm like, how long has she been dead? <laughs> <laughs> Is it warm? <laughs> Is it not warm? <laughs> I don't even want to know. <laughs> I'll be there in a second. Mm. Go to CVS, get garbage bag. But I do the same thing as you. I hammer it out, and then I, uh, I, I get out. And for you, uh, you know, you're you're up here in the middle of nowhere. I love it up here. You know, you're uh, you're pretty close to the creepy cabin in this yeah. locale. Pretty close, five miles. Within, uh, yeah, within a bunch of miles. But um, what I was going to tell you? Oh, we gotta we gotta talk about uh, the last episode of the OP Radio podcast was a mess. Was, was a mess because well, I didn't have my pal mess. Carl, and I couldn't get Vic to step up. Uh, <laughs> you know he's mad at Vic And I love fucking Vic uh, We it. all love Vic You know why I love Vic Cause You know a lot of people say it Yeah A lot of people say things like I say like I don't give I give zero fucks But it's a, it's a, it's a game right? Yeah I care a lot Right Yeah Smoke bothering you No I don't give a fuck 
Nice breakfast I got going on over I here. see that. I got bourbon, coffee, and cigarettes in my face. <laughs> <laughs> you want some of these pills? What kind of pills you got, man? No, I'm not a Dietary guy. fiber? Oh. No. Keeps you regular. I thought it might be an edible or something. No, I eat those. They're all gone, Do you think it's bad, by the way? Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Strong. Uh, do you think it's bad? So, the other day... And then we'll get back to the restaurant thing, because I really want to get into that yeah, for a let's second. do it. But... The other day, somebody uh, stops me on the street. True story. Okay. And goes, "What did Roland have to say?" And goes, "Can I get a Can I get a picture?" And you know, I'm like, "Oh, all right, I still got it, right?" And then the guy looks and does a double take and goes, "Are you Are you Jimmy Buffett?" <laughs> no, that's bad, right? He thought you were Jimmy Buffett. Yes. Jimmy Buffett's a hundred years old. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's bad, oh, right? Oh, be. Time to shave the beard. Are you shaving the beard? I think it looks no, good. No, I have to shave the beard. If, if and your hair looks good. It looks windswept. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, the guy thought it was Jimmy Buffett. That's, that can't be good. Well, Because he's a lot older than me. But, so. you, but you know what? You have to look at it. In it. There's ways that Cubans look at stuff. Like, oh, we, by the way, I said I was. Of course you did. <laughs> and we took the picture. <laughs> of course you did. He's going to be so mad. When I get drunk at parties and people are like, aren't you in the Food Network? I'm on Bobby Flay. I can't take it eat all the corn <laughs> right, chips. Right, right. <laughs> the, um, but I was all happy. Like, oh, look, I still got it. Are you? I'm waiting for, are you Opie? I used to listen to you back in the day. That Danny W. Like, you know, that horse shit I hear a million times. And the guy goes, bro, you were are fucking... You- Jimmy Buffett? I mean, but, but you were famous as fuck. Really famous. You were really, really famous. And, and you know what? Not And you were that good type of famous, which was like, you had a little infamy tied around you. Oh, yeah. So people would shred lightly when they came up to you. Like, I don't have that. Yeah. Like, the, when people know me, they start running their mouth about some apple cobbler and fucking, oh, my God, my <laughs> grandmother. I'm like, fucking Abu. <laughs> With me, it's like, oh my god, you're famous. Did you really give up on millions of dollars because you're an asshole? Yeah. Yes, I did. Oh my god, I, I saw rock and roll. Someone posted an old article about you. It was it was quintessential Opie. Yeah, it was. Oh, the nap one. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> I swear to God, Opie, I fell in love with you that one. And knowing you, it, it was I. Can't, that's exactly <laughs> the tone and the delivery of the whole fucking thing. We were getting sus- like, what are you doing? I took a nap. <laughs> well, the press wanted us badly because uh, we. I think that was homeless. Uh, the homeless Charlie thing. Oh look! What? 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 Ah oh, no! God, Nick Solaris drives me insane. What's up, Nick? Oh, here he is. Hi, uh, Nick. Can we do it Thursday? Thursday, yeah. I'm here with Opie. Say what's up. Hey. What's up, Opie? Are we podcasting right now? We're yeah. podcasting. <laughs> what a shock. <laughs> what a shock. Why is it bad that I, I'm podcasting? You and Vic Kenley can go fuck themselves. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Carl's kitchen trying to get a podcast done. I'm like, oh, are you going to keep that thing on the whole time? <laughs> Yo, Thursday, Nick. It's on. All right, listen. I need you to introduce me to the emails. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, where, we have, where are we sending the, uh, the beat? Uh, to La Cubana or to SDK? Uh, we're sending it to La Cubana. Okay, so I need the address. I need that. I guess I'm gonna to I'm gonna put address. you I'm gonna put you in touch with uh, Nico and uh, just tell him exactly what to do, and he does it. He works for me. Okay, so all right, that's perfect. I love you, brother. I won't interrupt your. Uh, I don't. I won't interrupt your uh, podcast any further. Thank you, sir. Oh, gee, thanks, Nick. Trio, trio. Goodbye. <laughs> you love him. <laughs> I, well, because he said it. 
Oh my god! Because when I was in the kitchen at La Cubana, I'm my like, boss, my boss, my boss. So the next day, yeah, I'm sitting having a cup of espresso, yeah, with my boss, yeah. He goes, ten years ago, yeah, that kid be in a duffel bag wearing a Marie shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about the Marie shirt again. Oh, but I got, I found the the article you're talking about. Opie, it's literally the funniest fucking thing. I want, I want, I want it so I can hang it up. Because it's a picture of you, Tiger Woods-esque, with your hands over your head, and it says, can I read it? Well, no, I'm going to read the whole thing for you, but the the picture is, we had the the press, like, hounding us, and they found me in front of a window out, I think, uh, uh, in the lobby of one of the buildings we worked at. Right. So I just had my hands up against the window, leaning forward, like I was in prison or whatever, and that's the picture they used in this particular article. But... It drove the press nuts. I, I played the press perfectly back in the day because the, the headline is, Opie taking suspension hard? Question <laughs> mark? Nah. He's taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> and you literally went and took a nap. And like, that, that nap cost me uh, probably $200,000. No you joke. Made, you made it up, though. Well, I got suspended without pay. So it says, uh, embattled shock jock Opie kept his big mouth shut yesterday. <coughs> it's hard to read. Sorry, it's a bear with me. <coughs> but he didn't lose any sleep over his his suspension by XM satellite radio. Uh, the foul mouth radio host slipped away to his Upper West Side apartment yesterday after taping the Opie and Anthony show for CBS Radio and spent the time he normally would have been whooping it up on XM. Doing something much less controversial. He took a nap. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, it says, I certainly have a lot to say. Opie, whose real name is Greg Hughes, told the Daily News. And then, it, uh, and then whatever, it goes on and on from there. But yeah, it's awesome. They, they were, uh, you know, expecting that I was going to, you know, talk about my suspension. I'm like, no, nah, I'm just taking a nap and chilling out. Brah. Oh my God, look at this picture they just sent me. Oh, oh my God. God! That's awesome. You got to post that. So I can't post it. I don't post political shit. Uh, send it to me. I'll, I'll, oh, you got to post this right away, bro. Yeah, this but is fresh I, off the presses. I, but I'm sure a lot of people have already posted. But basically, no, I get shit, bro. You don't understand. All right, but it's uh, it's Tiger Woods uh, getting the green jacket put on in the what do they call that place in the in the cabin or whatever it's called, and. Uh, you know, it's photoshopped as Joe Biden putting on the jacket and giving him a kiss on the neck <laughs> God, as he puts the green jacket on. That That's really funny, man. Um, but anyway, so where were we? Uh, you were talking about the city. The, okay, the restaurant. All right, yeah. So, no, I like Vic Henley. I love him too. So anyway, that's what I'm saying. He really doesn't give a fuck. Right. He doesn't give a fuck. Right. And like, he the shit that he does, like, he'll call, we'll, we'll be at a bar. I remember we were at a, we're, oh, sorry. We're at a bar, and uh, he goes, uh, I, got a, I got a friend. She's pretty. But all my friends are scared of her because she's like 13 feet tall. <laughs> he says, why don't you go give it a run? <laughs> give it a run? Give it a run. <laughs> and I went up to her, and I started talking to her, and I'm doing well. And then Sherrod Small shows up, and she's... I know Dion Warwick. I know this. Yeah, right. yeah, it's yeah. a fucking problem. Now yeah, I got. Yeah, yeah. Now I got. Now I got a problem. Yeah. Right? So I gotta vaccinate. I gotta vaccinate Sherrod, 
right? So that's easy because yeah. I just you gotta take him out of the game. Yeah, I just put a hand grenade in his pocket. I'm like, "What's your daughter's name?" <laughs> and I just keep talking to her, and I just see him scrambling. <laughs> what? 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 Boom! He's gone. <laughs> Fucking body parts everywhere. Nice. So, um, so I, uh, I'm talking to her, and you know, whatever. I get her number and stuff, and he looks at me and goes. That's nice. Let me go buy you something to eat now. <laughs> You're tired. <laughs> he was great, though. I love him. He yeah. doesn't give a fuck. No, he doesn't. He gives zero fucks. He says exactly what he right. What he thinks. Right. Like, he met Damaris Phillips. She's on the, on the Food, Food Network, Network and everything, and we were sitting there. And first thing out of his mouth, he's like, where are you from? She's like, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. That place is a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you go, you get raped while people are raping you. Right, right. <laughs> like it's just, it was awful. Right. Well, that's what happened in the kitchen at La Cubana. Yeah, Vic was annoyed that I'm trying to do a podcast, even though everyone involved understood that we were trying to do Wait a, a podcast. Back it up. Well, yeah, back it up. Yeah. How did this start? What do you mean? Zero fucks, Vic, Vic, Vic Henley. Zero fucks. I'll tell you how it started with Vic Henley. Zero fucks. All right, wait, wait. We're right. at Morimoto. Oh no no no! Let's oh, get to that. All right, best. let me do my thing, Got and, it. and and you jump in when it's obvious. So, for the last episode was a mess because, but it turned out great. But I had. So you don't want a fiber pill? I don't need no fiber pills. I got I got some tight logs, some tight ones. They're rolled tight. I'm throwing cannonballs out. You got cannonballs now. I do with these fiber pills. As long as you don't have that pot roast. What's that? Where it's just like a big lump of pot roast in the toilet after you're done. Oh, chocolate soup? <laughs> no, not soupy. In between. So anyway. Like chopped beef? Like like a pot roast. It will look okay, like I mean, a pot roast in the toilet. You have to understand why I'm asking you to yeah. describe it. Because I, you know, the stories of you growing up, what you thought was pot roast <laughs> and what they were giving you could be different. We, <laughs> dream, we dreamed of pot exactly. roast. Exactly. Like maybe, maybe you have an idea of pot roast. <laughs> Oh, uh, it was and actually Dinty Moore. It was actually Steakums. <laughs> oh, I know exactly. And my mom's like, oh, "Enjoy your pod roast." Exactly. Like, ma, what is this? Right. It's cat. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, um, so I called Carl up and said, "Carl, let's do a podcast from West We One." And and now we got we got uh, back to work, Carl. So Carl's like, I, "This no can do, but you could come to the kitchen. I'm going to be trying out some stuff. It'd be a cool place to you know right. podcast and something different." I'm like, I'm I'm up for that. So. Uh, Everyone involved knew Vic Henley and Sherrod. We're going to go to La Cubana. Carl's going to try out the kitchen for the first time, literally cooking stuff for the first time, seeing if everything works, what he needs, looking at the supplies, trying out recipes. And I'm like, yeah, I want to support Carl. And and you're like, and we'll get a cool podcast out of it. So, Wrong. <laughs> well, as soon as I, uh, I as soon as I got there, first of all, I couldn't find you because you guys were doing a uh, a, a nice lunch at uh, Morimoto. So let me fill in here. Yeah, yeah, go. So I tell my boss, I'm like, listen, uh, come to the restaurant. I'm going to start cooking. He goes, what are you making? I says, uh, I'm making Cuban hamburgers. He goes, you know who I am. I said, yeah. He goes, you think I'm going to fucking sit all day and eat fucking hamburgers? <laughs> Follow me. We're going to get some king crab legs. <laughs> and he's your boss. Like, like, he needs you to be in that kitchen perfecting this stuff. <laughs> and so he's like, fuck that. Let's well, go get some crab legs. But he also knows who he hired. He knows, yeah, he he knows. knows you got this. So then I went to La Cubana, I couldn't find you, and then I got word that you were down the street at Morimoto. I walk in, fancy, schmancy, and there's Vic Henley. And I'm walking with this on because I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to do something. It's like, really? Really? I'm yeah. like, yeah, really? Look at a podcast. <laughs> really? So anyway, we finished. We, right, we finished. I, I have to go. 
Yeah. Because Tank is at the restaurant already. Yeah. He's uh, from... Uh, from South Carolina. Yeah. The Hogman. Hogman. Right. From where? Holy City Hogs. Holy City Hogs. I and want to talk about him in a second. So too. he calls me up. I'm outside by the big building. I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. He doesn't he get can, to the city much, does This he? guy's fucking country mouse could be anywhere right now, right? So now I'm stressed out. I'm like, all right, let me, I'm leaving. So I leave lunch in the middle of eating crab and stuff. And who left with you? You did. Thank you, Carl. And and Vic and, and Henley goes, all right, guys, I'll be with you in a minute. And just stays with my boss and starts to eat for the next hour and a half. And he comes back. Enjoying his sake. He comes pork. back. I'm stressed out, like, looking right. at the meat and stuff. He goes, let me tell you what you missed. <laughs> right. They brought out this flaming tuna. I'm like, Jesus Christ. It was $700 lunch. It was supposed to be for me. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, that's funny, and, it, and it, you know, and he's just funny. Yeah. Then, then we're up in the kitchen, and and I was trying to get you. You know, I thought we would do uh, some back and forth, and it was pretty obvious. Like, all right, Carl's Carl's in serious, focused. I got to get this hamburger right mode. That was your whole goal. You spent what? I was there four hours. How many hours were you in the kitchen? Three more. So seven hours. Seven hours. Seven hours just to perfect the the Cuban yeah, hamburger, and we didn't get it. I know it was funny. You. uh you, oh, you didn't get it. We didn't get it. We're there. We're like 80% there. And that's how this stuff works? Yeah. Because I'll tell you, you guys were studying it and you were like, you were just cooking the meat separately and, and using different spices and this and that, uh, very variations of, uh, you know, well done, medium rare, all over the place, just just really trying out what the meat could do and and, and the special ingredient, ingredient right. in there. I don't know if you want to say. Chorizo. Oh, it was chorizo. Uh, and then you're like, yeah, this chorizo isn't right, but okay, we can at least use it for this experiment. And I'm like, the chorizo looks amazing. <laughs> right. I'm a stupid, like, you know, you know, newbie to all this. Anyway, when you finally made the hamburgers and passed them out, and there was, there was at least close to 20 people in that kitchen all partying while you're actually trying to get something done. And, and that's what I like. And I like that environment because that's that's the chaos that a kitchen is. Right. Plus, I, I'm, a, I'm an old chef. I, I don't like the... I don't like these chefs that... Uh, they, they, they go tuck away. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like people to see what's in the sausage. How, yeah. how it's made. You yeah. know what I mean? So, so you finally like had a tray of uh, hamburgers for everyone to try out. Yeah. And everyone... Look, people are going to say it's great no matter what. We're yeah. not stupid, yeah. right? But I read them. No, I know. But then you could tell that they really enjoy it. There's yeah. a difference. Right. No one's going to say, ah, this is horseshit. But they're going to say, obviously, it's good. But right. then you could read them and how they're eating and, and their expression to really see if it's good or not. And everyone was over the top like, this is one of the best hamburgers I've ever had. Right. And then... Uh, I I asked you about it. You're like, I don't care what these people think. <laughs> and they're your friends. Right. That's what I found fascinating about right. it. Because you're like, you you know what you're looking for. Right. And even though your friends uh, enjoyed the hamburger, you knew it wasn't right in your head. And right. I, I thought that was kind of fascinating, to be to be honest with you. So Yeah, I trust my judgment above all other judgments. Right. But it really... Because I'm trained for it. It really was a good hamburger. Pe- people don't... People, when they come to the kitchen... There's there's always a pre-line. Uh, they already made their mind up. Right. Either they like me, so they're going to say it's good. They don't like me, they're going to smirk. But are they really tasting something? You don't know. Yeah. I get this. I separate all of that. Yeah. I just need people there to eat them. Right. Because I need to make a certain amount of them. And to party and get in the way of, uh, you know, the podcast. There was one person who was like pulled me aside. Yeah. Says, uh, I talked to you about the hamburger. So he thought like, 
now we're having like a heart to heart. You know what I mean? He felt like because I'm so open and fucking laughing and stuff. Right. He goes, uh, I think it. Uh, I think it needs something. I said, Oh yeah. What do you think it needs? He says, uh, Maybe like a little habanero jam or something. I said. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever <laughs> heard in Good for my you. Life. <laughs> Good for you. Now go and eat your hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> and go drink some more of my wine. Exactly. My wine that we were supposed to just sample and we went through a case, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that was like a party up there, wasn't it? It great? was a party. And and my job was to try to get some of this on, on the podcast. Like, I was enjoying myself, but I was also working. But people don't... They see this stupid Zoom and they think uh, this is all just fun and games. I'm like, no, we're actually trying to... Build a podcast audience, and right. maybe you could help us a little bit. That would yeah, be nice. Aren't gonna help you. And I would walk over to Vic, and Vic's like, "Really, really, really? <laughs> Do you ever turn that thing off?" I'm like, "Yeah, when I feel like I finally got a good hour, then I'll turn it off, and we can have all the fun in the world. Right. And then we'll go to a restaurant, we'll walk around the city, we'll do whatever you want. But it's pretty obvious we're trying to get this on uh, on you tape." You have to send Vic's attitude. I mean, he just came out of a seven hundred dollar lunch. <laughs> <laughs> And now he's drinking wine and eating fucking eating cheeseburgers and, and, and speaking another language oh with the other God. southern people there. They speak that patois, right? It's it was like, it was barbecue princess and uh, and uh, barbecue ninja, uh, and man, they were really really bringing down. Oh, it was it was. It got to a point I I I didn't recognize words, and they're all just. <laughs> I know <laughs> inside jokes, like, right? Just a ton of redneck humor, redneck. Uh, I don't know, whatever. But it was it was definitely a good time. I brought Ninja down, Barbecue Ninja. I bring him down to the to the club. Yeah, and uh, my boss is there, and he and he, the Ninja looks at the wall. He goes, "Are those Pappy Van Winkle bottles?" I said, "Yeah." So my boss goes, "What? Are those fucking good or something?" I said, uh, "Yeah." I mean, I'm like, for these people, it's the best. This is their Barolo, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. because he's Italian. He doesn't know. He yeah. doesn't drink fucking bourbon, right? Oh, he doesn't know the difference. No, he doesn't drink bourbon. He drinks fucking red wine and fucking sambuca. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Right, right, right. So he says, uh, "Carl, give him one. You know, whatever." So I bring down a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle. You should have seen fucking Ninja's face. So we did a shot for Gary, R.I.P. Yes. And we did Gary a shot. Who, uh, owned U Bonds. U Bonds Barbecue. We did. Uh, he we was did on the shot. early early episodes of the uh, the podcast. And, and Barbecue Princess is his daughter, and it was right. great to see her on the last episode. But go ahead. We did a shot, then another one. Yeah. Basically, drank a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle, which was cool. Nice. And he's like, "This is like Scarface down here." I'm like, "No, it is exactly like Scarface. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's not <laughs> like." <laughs> What's the name of that club? Red Rabbit. Red Rabbit. It, it had a cool vibe. But that was interesting because you weren't touching any of the wine or anything. No, no. You were so focused on getting that kitchen right and that hamburger right. And then... Um, because alcohol makes you give concessions. That's The only problem with alcohol is you concede. Right? Like you're like, eh, it's good enough. Right. Alcohol gives you that good enough. Right. And if you ever see who you date when you're drunk or what you do, it's a lot of concessions. Right. Oh, she's alive. You know? Oh... I can drive. Like, it's all concessions. Alcohol so, makes a lot of people just settle. Yeah. Just settle. It's a settling drug. Right. It makes you settle. Ah, like, yeah. you know what? I'm just going to sit in my backyard <laughs> right. with flies on my face. Right. And ah, she's got two legs. Ah, ah you know. Who cares? <laughs> I know it's my sister. <laughs> I know her already. But it's Alabama. It's Alabama. <laughs> she's got one eye. But, but that's, you that's, know, and that's why I stay away from it when I cook. Because... 
concession is the worst human trait. Yeah. When when you're trying to perf- when you're trying to perform at a you know on an apex level. Yeah. You know, like you wanna you want to you wanna not have that. Right. Because everyone else is gonna everyone around me was already exhausted drinking wine stuff. They're giving up burgers, fine. Uh, but listen, that's why you don't listen to them. Well, and I'm like. I'm like the only person I could count on in this in this kitchen is the guy that is like over his meat trying to figure yeah. things out. I'm like, ah, fuck. And then so I talked to Nick Solaris, and he's just the angriest man alive. <laughs> he's a writer. That's he, how they are. He's talented, obviously. He's and he, super and talented. he knows his meat, and he uh, really does. And he really wants to help you out. And he's he's a good asset for you and Lacombe. The way he talks about food, I just enjoy. I was laughing with him the other day. We're yeah. at this giant barbecue thing, and. He just tells people like it is. And this guy, like James Beard Award winning barbecue guy, stuff, comes up and goes, What'd you think of the rib? He goes, You're not at your best today. Wow. <laughs> I was like, wow. I'm like, Shazam! Wow. I, I was so uncomfortable. My fucking sneakers got tight. Like, I just, I was swelled up. It was and cool. I always thought, like, How does he get away with this without getting punched in the face? But then I think it, I saw it on his Instagram. He, he like, boxes, right? Yeah, he's a boxer. Like, he takes it seriously. Like, he has a heavy bag in his apartment or oh, something. Oh, he'll hit you so, good. Nick will yeah, hit you yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've, I've thought about it a couple you times. You wanted to fight him. Now you're like, Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll just make fun of him. I know he loves that seventh rib. I was thinking of t- taking a, t- a few pops to his seventh rib. Oh, he did it on my birthday again with the rib. He was at Keen Steakhouse yelling at everybody. <laughs> really? I, I uh, yeah, Nick's, Nick's all right, but I just wish he would just. Uh, but you know, in my world, down a little bit. In my world, I love people that are hyper focused because that's what you need. Oh no, no, you know of course. I mean? But the problem is, is with us people that are hyper focused. When you put us in a normal situation, we yeah. get weird. Just like you, you're hyper focused right. about what you do. When, when you put us in a room full of settlers, yeah, because that's most people settle. Right, they settle about everything. No, I, I get all that. When he's but we come about, out as we look like fucking crazy people because we don't. When he's talking about me. I give him his my full attention, and he has a way of talking about it. He broke down the whole uh, beef industry. I found it fascinating. And then I walked back with this, and he's like, oh, I, I, the, you're still recording your podcast? I'm like, give me respect back, you right. dick. <laughs> That's all I want. You're getting under your skin. I'm like, give me some fucking respect. Because I, I actually know he's knowledgeable, and I know I could. This oh, is what's frustrating. I know he's knowledgeable, and and some of that back and forth where this tension, I love that. That's right. great for a podcast. But I also know he's knowledgeable enough where I could actually get some interesting things out of him. Oh, but yeah. then he's bothered because I'm walking up to him with a, with a, this thing on, and then we discovered, and it, it and Vic was mad at himself because Vic is really good at like uh, reading a room and noticing right. shit. And all of a sudden, you were the one that told us that Nick Solaris was wearing uh, a Marie's t-shirt at the first day in the kitchen at La Cabana with you cooking. Yeah. And me and Vic look at each other like, I think it was our jobs to, you know, uh, to notice that before Carl did. Oh, I came up to him like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. What was his, what was his answer to that after all the laughs? Because we just... Made... I like this shirt. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's why I love him. It's soft. It's my... Yeah, I like it this Actually, it's my favorite shirt. No, his first thing was like, you gave it to me. <laughs> like, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Right. What the fuck? You gave me like Marie's uh, stickers and I, I had a couple of those shirts. Guess where they are, Carl? Where? I don't know. I don't know. I think some kid in like uh, the in Africa is wearing it. <laughs> With the Buffalo Bill Championship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know where it is because um, I got rid of all that stuff. 
Personally, I think Nick Solaris could kick both of your asses. That's number one. Number two, I think he wore the shirt. I think he wants to ward off the evil spirits. By wearing the shirt, I think he breaks a curse. And I think that's what he was doing. So I think it was something superstitious. I don't believe it was just because he likes the shirt. I think he's trying to break the curse of the evil succubus. Now, I might be talking out of my ass right now, but then again, I'm sipping a strawberry daiquiri in Jamaica in honor of Greg. Because I'm on vacation, and by the magic of technology, I'm here podcasting with you right now. But actually, I'm not. I'm on a cruise with my family. And I'm having a good time, getting cattle called every 40 minutes and eating about eight times a day with a bunch of fat, ugly, middle-class Americans. In fact, I plan on gaining at least 50 pounds, and when I come back, just call me Roland. So right now, I'm going to put down my stick on a ship trophy that I won at the Hairy Chess Contest. And then while my wife's at the spa getting felt up by a guy named Sven, me and my son Roman are going to go take a course in ice sculpting. This is fun. Now finally, Greg, let's do a little spot of Rooney. Paid for by National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, NHTSA is working hard to combat texting while driving. It can be a little frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry or running late, to find yourself at a railway crossing waiting for a train. And if the signals are going and the train's not even there yet, you can feel a bit tempted to try and sneak across the tracks. Well, don't. Ever. Trains are often going a lot faster than you expect them to be, and they can't stop. Even if the engineer hits the brakes right away, it could take a train over a mile to stop. By that time, what used to be your car is just a crushed hunk of metal, and what used to be you, well, better not think about that. The point is, you can't know how quickly the train will arrive. The train can't stop even if it sees you. The result is disaster. If the signals are on, the train is on its way, and you... Just need to remember one thing. Stop. Trains can't. Wait, sorry. Real quick cruise 101 tip. If you decide to take a shit in your cabin, do not flush the toilet while sitting on the bowl unless you want your ass to look like an orangutan's. Hey, what happened? And if you're hairy as a fucking ape and you're on the beach half naked, Greg's about to hook you up. Taming the briar patch, mowing the lawn, or trimming Yeti, whatever you call it, it's about time we talked about manscaping. Guys, you manscape, right? You know, keep things trimmed and fresh below the waist. Nine out of ten women of all ages prefer their guy Manscaped, but you got to have the right tools for the jewels or you'll look like you used a machete. Pop over to Manscaped.com and check out their perfect package. Oh, not that perfect package. The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. That was a smash hit on Shark Tank. It features the lawnmower, a precision trimmer engineered for below-the-waist grooming, its skin-safe technology means no more accidental nicks and burns. Check out the lawnmower and the amazing grooming and hygiene products that come with your perfect package. What's that saying? Trim the shrubs and the tree stands taller? Well, get 20% off plus free shipping today if you visit manscaped.com and use promo code Opie, O-P-I-E. And again, use promo code Opie at manscaped, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com, manscaped.com. Did you watch Tiger Woods? I did. It brought uh, that was that was a week ago now, but it brought uh, it brought tears to my eyes. I'll be honest with I you. I cried. You did. I cried. I literally cried. You're wearing a Masters uh, tournament yeah, hat. Right I'm now. so proud of that dude. And you know what I loved? Huh. I loved the groundswell of I, I for the first time in a long time. Yeah. The virtue signaling people on Twitter got defeated. Right. Because right off the bat, 
I posted on Instagram. I, I posted a picture of him when he was, he was two strokes away. Yeah. I said, anyone who's not Tiger Woods right now is trash. Yeah. That was and here comes post. this lady. Oh, he's a piece of garbage. Oh, I don't care how good he is. That I, Joey said he was a piece of junk on my Instagram. And I wrote, and I, and I wrote. Joey did? Joey. Really? Probably with his wife in the car or something. Maybe, maybe he got in trouble. Right. But I said, I wrote, I said, I will never spend one minute worrying about another fucking person. Yeah. Like the guy, I watch him play golf. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck he does. Right. I know that he's not in jail. Right. So it can't be that bad. Well, it's funny because how, how many uh, Perkins waitresses jokes did you see online? And I was just like, Dude, but it's just this is way above that. I I, I can deal with I could deal with a Tiger Woods Perkins waitress joke, no problem. And I did in the what in, was it? What, what, what did he do? They're basically thinking he's finger popping uh, Perkins waitresses again because he won the Masters. Because why he was doing that before when he was he was womanizing his ass off on tour and winning like crazy, right? And then you know his wife caught him and hit him with the four iron or whatever the hell it was and he crashed trying to escape her and all that crap and then everything went bad for pretty much a decade if not longer after that so people are like look he can't bang the the waitresses anymore and that's why his golf game suffered so when he won the masters everyone jumped on that bandwagon like oh i guess he's finger popping uh waitresses again and i'm like look i love i love humor like you and anyone else but don't you understand how amazing this moment was? This could be one of the greatest... It was like watching a movie. It could be one of the greatest comeback stories... Easily. ...in, in all of sports. And I don't think... I think it's the second one. The first one's obscure. Which one? It's uh, Nicky Lauda, the Formula One driver. Sure, sure. I know the name. I really Nikki do Lauda, Nick, Yeah. Nicky Lauda... Uh, cigarettes? A million years ago. That's like the 70s. Ago. Yeah, Nicky Lauda. Nicky Lauda. Oh, you should look his story. Like Burnt his face off. Right. Came back and won. Really? Like, you couldn't... They had to fix his helmet because... All the scar tissue. He looks like a monster. Wow. And, and, it and they used to say, they used to say, he used to tell the reporters, he's like, he's like, at least I'm ugly for a reason. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but in that world, that's like. He he was Nicky Lauda. If you read his story, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, just to, and and, and the vid, and the, you can go on YouTube and watch the accident. Watch him just burn to death in a wow. fucking car. And he was willing to come back and, and he do it again. And he came back and won the same track. That's amazing. It's amazing, man. I would go with uh, I would go with George Foreman too, winning the title in his forties. That was a hell of a comeback story. That too. was, but but, but but let me tell but, you, but let me tell you about Foreman. The competition that Foreman had, as opposed to what Woods was up against. Woods up against these young kids are playing golf, right? With a lot more technology, bro. These well, they all are good because they had Tiger Woods. Yeah. Tiger Woods like brought the 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 game to a whole other level, yeah. and all the young kids. Emulated Tiger Woods, so now Tiger's got to compete against mini versions of himself. Of him, exactly, because he changed the training parameters. Right. He changed it, changed right. everything. It's kind of like how me and uh, Anthony uh, showed a lot of people how to do this uh, radio slash podcast thing, and now yeah. there's a million little mini Opian Anthony's out there. I'm not that bitter, no. but anyway, <laughs> this is why the Tiger Woods thing is is so amazing, though, because two years ago. Uh, it's it's well known at this point. He had such terrible back pain, and he was a mess. And he, he said, "I don't think I'll I can play golf anymore. I just want to be able to walk and enjoy my life." And then somewhere along the way, with his rehab and stuff, and they fused uh, uh, his back. I think that a couple of the um, uh, discs are actually fused. And is it true that he tore himself apart because of his swing? Is that why his his swing? 
I saw him at uh, Shinnecock, way out there on Long Island, for I think it was a U.S. Open. I've told the story before. I sat on a tee box and watched these guys drive, uh, uh, golfer after golfer, and they swing pretty damn hard, right? But when Tiger Woods swung, and the noise that the club made when it hit the ball was frightening. Really? Frightening. And I, I know uh, enough about golf, and I remember back in the day with uh, you know my, my boys and stuff talking about Tiger Woods and golf. We're like... He's young, but when he gets older, that that swing of his is going to fuck up his back. Right. We said that a million years ago. Because you're right. I mean, when you're young, you can pretty much do anything. It's when you get a little older when all that stuff catches up to you. Yeah. But for it's him, like me, like I can fucking do a keg stand now. I'm terrified. Right. <laughs> right. But for him to turn around and win the Masters, how he did it too, and I think everyone watching were like, "This is happening." We don't know how yet. You know, that Molinari uh, had to, like, choke, and he doesn't really choke. He plays, like, robot golf. He's, like, really fucking good. Barely uh, barely makes bogeys. And then he... Yeah, but of course you're going to choke. I mean, just think and, about it. Molinari grew up looking at Woods, yeah. right? And now, now Woods is hot on your heels. Yeah. That's got to be pressure. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah. That would be like Jack Nicholas, yeah. right? Fucking coming out of retirement, yeah. start, and being the lead. Yeah. People are going to get fucking weird. And, and Tyre's just walking around that course chewing gum. He was in the zone. He was there. He, he knew was... there was something special going on that day. Like, yeah. you could just feel that this was going to happen. And he only won by one stroke. But I don't think he's a piece of shit. Uh, I've read articles on him. I don't know how true it is. But he, he went back to Buddhism. And, you know, his mom helped him get past that terrible period of his life. He's just a golfer. Just and, enjoy the fucking I, I, game. And even if he is a piece of shit, still to this day, I don't care. You know? Because I, I don't know him personally. But that's, for his, that's for his friends and family to care. I just, I'm seeing an amazing athlete that just... Uh, did one of the most amazing comebacks in sports history. That's what I cared about. The problem is, is, is as a society... We create these people, and then we're upset when they do exactly what they're supposed to do. Right, right. Okay, so the, the, the level of gaming is so big in, every, in everything, in boxing, in football, in baseball, right. in soccer, that these, that's all these people do right. to get to that level of performance, yeah, to yeah. be superhuman. Yeah. So if you're learning golf all day, guess what you're not learning? How not to be a piece of shit. Right. Right? Yeah. So we created them. We pay them. Right. To be this person. Yeah. Millions and millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. And then we're all surprised. Right. Right? They barely have time to think about anything else but golf. But, but do people ever tweet, wow, I am nowhere near the athletic specimen of Tiger Woods. I'm a piece of shit. I don't have the discipline or the drive to ever achieve anything like that. Right. No. They right. go, I go to Perkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, give a spade a spade. Like, yeah. Maybe I'll go back to it, like the Perkins thing, but I was thinking this thing is so much more amazing than the dumb Perkins stuff right now. Right. Um, but I mean, he, he, he best tweet I saw about it. Uh, this guy, Jeff, uh, played for the Giants. He wrote, "Everyone who's tweeting about Tiger Woods, every man that's that's tweeting about Tiger Woods cheating on his wife is cheating on their wife." Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that made me laugh. I'll tell you why it brought tears to my eyes, and it's funny because if on Twitter, like a few people. You know, some people are, are are brave enough to just say, "Yeah, this brought tears to my eyes." And then, right. you know, of course, if you're on Twitter, what are you? Afraid? You know, all right, maybe maybe I shouldn't have went on Twitter. Then I just, but anyway, um, I openly cried when it, when that happened. It was so emotional to me because well, it brought me back because there was a time. Uh, I mean, the whole country waited twelve, eleven years for this guy. Yeah, 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 yeah eleven years to do the. You know, the biggest comeback. How so, about the sponsors that dropped them? They must be like, oh, oh, fuck. Uh, you know, there's a fucking, there's emails right now going <laughs> nuts. 
Tiger Woods' phone is ringing off the hook with people on the other other end just going, my bad. <laughs> oh, no, no. You know my how bad. those marketing people are. Tiger, my man. Hey. Hey. We had a little bump in the road, but little we're bump, back. Little bumperoony. <laughs> Team Tiger. <laughs> we're all with you, Tiger. This is why it brought tears to my eyes. It, it was uh, brought back memories. So way back in the day, my grandma, who died in 2002, I think. My dad died in 2004, two years after my, my grandma died. Uh, I remember the days when Tiger was first coming up. My grandma would come over to our house, hang out. You know, uh, she'd hang out for a week or whatever. But long story short, on a Sunday, Ooh, that's a long time. It was my my grandma on the couch, my dad on the couch, and me on a couch, and uh, probably a couple other siblings sitting on a Sunday, just chilling out, watching Tiger Woods win. Everybody was into it. Even my grandma. So when he won, it brought me back right. to that time. It, like, did, it did for a lot of people. I think so. It, and that's what I, and that's what I'm telling you. It, what, what was incredible about it was, at first, Twitter, the, the masses, you know, the, the torch holding masses, tried to just beat this guy up. Yeah. Because remember, last time Twitter, last time Tiger Woods won, Twitter didn't even exist. No. So you have all these little nobodies just. Going all in, and it was just overwhelmed by yeah, fucking fuck yeah, yeah. Tiger won, like, and if it was nice to finally see yeah the positive someone, vibes the smothered po- out the negative, one of the, the few negativity. times I saw it happen. I agree with you, man. And I, I watched Twitter all day just watching. I mean, and people are trying. They're poking and they're trying. He doesn't deserve. What, what, he should give that trophy to his wife. Like all, and it, but it wouldn't catch. Right. It wouldn't fucking catch. And everybody tried their best. Yeah, you know all these virtue signaling people trying to crush him. And it was just like y'all, bro. The whole country wanted this and, kid was America's kid. You and, know what I mean? And isn't a person we grew up with him? It was like the yeah. Truman Show. We grew up yeah. watching him grow up. And isn't a person allowed to change and figure out their shit? No, no, not anymore. But I mean, now you're now it's your you know you do something wrong, you're, they take your livelihood away forever. So yeah, because yeah, in America we love celebrity, right? right? So on your way up, we'll support the hell out of you. Then you get to a point. I kind of went through a little of this myself. Mm-hmm. Then uh, not to compare myself to Tiger Woods, of yeah, course, of course, no, of course do not. But, Sorry, Tiger, big shout out. No, of course not. Right but but I, I have a little experience with it. So a little shot of well, uh, yeah, in my coffee though. Go ahead. Well, on my coffee, I gotta, I gotta get another coffee. Uh, anyway, let's. <laughs> That's the bell. <laughs> coffee coming out. You, got, you gotta follow Carl on Instagram to understand the bell. <laughs> That's the famous bell. Yeah. Can I do it? Sure. Oh my god, I feel so, oh, I'm so privileged. <laughs> what happens? Nothing's happening. It all happens in your head. Oh, okay. Um, but so anyway, people uh, love celebrity. They support you on the way up. And then it gets to a point where they're like, eh, I don't want to support this guy anymore. And then they have to tear you the fuck down. Yeah. Happens to a lot of people yeah. that have celebrity. And then you're torn all the way down to nothing again. But then these sick fucks then enjoy your comeback. Just, and that's what we saw with Tiger Woods. It's, it, the, the masses are so dangerous. When the, the, This mass culture of just beating people up is insanity. Right. It's insanity. Well, how about the the lady that discovered the black hole and they attacked her? I don't know about that. You don't know. So you saw the black hole thing, right? No. A couple of weeks ago? No. Where we got the first picture of a black hole. And Einstein was so scared of black holes he didn't want to deal with it. 
Really? He didn't want to deal with it. He's like, you have no idea what we're what we're looking at. That's he, the smartest guy. He was yeah, smart. He did not want to deal with it. It scared the hell out of him. One of the few things that scared uh, Einstein. So this, uh, this woman discovered the black hole, and they got the first picture. It took years to really figure out how they were going to like capture this on film or whatever. And then there was another guy that kind of helped, but right. she was truly the, the one that uh, was the lead on this whole thing. So Twitter and social media tore her down. I didn't know that. With the same horse shit that stupid we have to deal with. But here's a lady that should be celebrating the fact that but why they tore, she was the one. What was the point then? Well, they're like, you know, she's basically a, a girl and, you know, you didn't actually discover this and you're a pig and you're a piece of shit. Like, instead of everyone getting on board and going, wow, this is pretty amazing that we get to see this in our lifetime, that they actually got, uh, you know, a picture of a black hole. And there was another guy that was associated with the research and they were right. like, you didn't really discover this. It was a man. It was that guy over there. You should look it up. And she had, a, she had to eat a lot of shit. And then the other guy came to her. Her uh, defense because he's a gay guy because they're looking at, at like you know she's weak because she's a female. Why they're, does it matter? That, no, that the guy that the the strong guy was actually the one that uh, you know discovered this whole thing, and then the guy came came out <laughs> and basically you know uh, defended her and said, no, it's pretty much more her than anybody. <laughs> she should get the credit. And by the I was way, kind of hanging out. By the way, for all you guys that think you know I'm a, this tough male, I'm actually a gay guy, oh, and God. you know and. It was unbelievable to watch because even something like that, where it should. So we got a picture of the black hole. What is? Who cares? Huh? What do you mean? Who cares? Is that like it's, big science? Uh, yeah, they've been trying to do that for for a long time. Personally, it looked like like uh, back in the day when we were at NEW, we had girls fax their boobs and they would come through the fax machine. It's <laughs> it looks like pretty close to that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You gotta understand what Jesus a Christ. what a boob looks like if you fax it into a uh, into a shock jock radio program, and then you would you'd get that joke. But anyway, <laughs> it made me laugh. Um, so anyway, the Tiger Woods thing was uh, pretty impressive. And being a father, when he won the championship, Tiger over the years has been known to be a guy that doesn't really show his emotions. He definitely showed his emotion when he won this thing because he's been waiting for this for so long. Never thought. It would ever happen again. He, you know, he was just hoping, like I said, to walk and maybe play, maybe get to swing a club a little bit, but not compete on that level. Right. But anyway, so when he got off the green and hugged his son and his kids, I was like, all right, I think Tiger, I think Tiger is a different person than uh, than the past. I really do. Wow. That 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 hug was definitely a hug between a father and his kids, and I thought that was. I was really just happy cool. that that Twitter Twitter wasn't able to just rob him to of squash that. that? No. Well, that's why they tried I, their best. Well, that's what I. That's why I social brought, media in general. Well, that's why I brought up the black hole lady because they did that to her when it should have been her day, you know, because that was pretty. And so uniform. Like I'm watching. Like you know, Trump puts out. Um, right. uh, he wants to take credit for it, and he probably and, and stupid Trump's probably like, oh look, and he's wearing a red shirt, you yeah. know, just like my Michael red hat or some shit. <laughs> so right. he, he sends out a tweet, <laughs> yeah. the tiger, right. and the people just. I mean, if you want to have fun, yeah. Just, I follow Donald Trump for the simple fact, the responses yeah. of people. Oh, yeah. You like, got to go right into the comments. Like Betsy from Illinois. <laughs> Rapist! <laughs> like, it's just, it's unbelievable. <laughs> we're, we're all so uptight. It's so <laughs> shitty. Everyone is just so uptight. So then, and they're eating him alive. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, so this is, the way I think in my mind, I'm like, this is going to get weird now because Trump likes likes Woods, that makes Woods enemy number one. Yeah. 
But then Barack Obama, congratulations. LeBron James, all these guys. Except Jordan, I think he was... <laughs> Jordan doesn't talk much. No. Because, because every time he talks, he gets in trouble. Nah, he was never a talker because uh, over. But no, the, he learned a lot. That's why he has such a great career. Yeah, over the years, like uh, the black athletes have been trying to get something going, you know, with uh, with uh, the racism and whatnot. Right. And Jordan always tapped out and would not give his opinion on stuff. And he used to, to and he used to piss off a lot of people because all the other big black athletes, like you got to go back to Bill Russell, uh, Muhammad Ali. I'm trying to remember well, uh, James Brown and uh, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. These were all. Huge black athletes that really got into the whole racism thing in America, and then it was Jordan's turn, and he would just keep his mouth shut because he I basically because right I'm drinking. But what's the name of the, the 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 black baseball player from Brooklyn, the best ever? Uh, Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Yeah. Do you know that Jackie Robinson? They used to sew metal plates into his shirt because really? people would throw balls at him. Really? For when he went up to bat. Really? Yeah. I did not know yeah. that. So it was Jordan's turn, and basically he was like, hey, you know what they. Uh, he basically wanted to sell sneakers, and he basically thought if uh, you want to talk to if you want Jordan to start talking, talk to him about sports betting. Fucking right. <laughs> like, oh, have yeah. a seat. You know how much he must have had riding on this fucking game, right? He's he loves betting on golf. He doesn't really uh, he doesn't really talk much. He just lives his life, man. You don't really hear from Michael thing. Jordan uh, often. I still think he's the greatest player of all time. Oh, he's the best. Although, yeah, although. Nah, we we did this already, but the Will Chamberlain, you, Will Chamberlain did things that no one else was doing during his time when he was playing. It was insane. But when I talk sports on this, I, I just tap out. I tap out. You know why I tap out? It's okay because in my mind, I I picture the tweets later. Yeah, like someone that's like before they answer back, I could see like whenever yeah. like it took them like two hours worth of research. You're wrong. <laughs> like sports people are the worst. Yeah. Well, just. All the people, and I, I certainly was one of them, but I'm not in sports radio. All the people going, uh, Tiger will never win Oh, my again. God. Did you see like, all the montages yeah, of yeah, all these yeah. people who've never done a thing? Stupid Stephen A. Smith are we talking about? I hate Stephen A. Smith. You don't like him? Not at all. I like his delivery. I like the way Do he talks. Do you really? I like, I don't... He's a he's a pompous asshole. You gotta, you gotta find the fine line behind between the two. I like Mike Francesca. Uh, Mikey. Mikey's good. Mikey said there's, uh, what did he say? He said there is nil or yeah. no. He might have used the word nil, which makes him even douchier. Because there's a, a nil chance that Tiger Woods wins the Masters. When That's I was what's going I, around, I talked too. About Woods, I talked about Woods when I was at, at uh, when I do the fantasy football thing at ESPN. Yeah. And one of the guys, he's a big guy there, right? And, and I was talking to him by the coffee machine, and he told me, he's like, Tiger Woods, stop it. It's over. I'd send him a text. <laughs> That's it. Even he, if Tiger never wins another major, he he, he did, did it. He's he done. Did it. He did it. He did it. Now it's just gravy. If he wins a couple more, great. I know uh, he's only what four away from Nicholas at this point to beat the record. I think Jack Nicholas has eighteen majors, and, right. and Tiger's 15. up to fifteen, I believe. Right? Yeah. So imagine he beats Jack Nicholson after taking a, a decade off of not winning any. Not winning. He was reverse winning. He right. He was 3,000. There was a picture of that black hole. He was next to it. <laughs> there you go. Nice. And then uh, and then the other thing about your, your, your restaurant uh, from the last episode, um, the hog man got bent. What happened? What happened? <laughs> We're at the club. 
It's on the episode, and we're having a nice conversation about um, hog farming. You know, he's going to be supplying what the the pork for La Cubana, right? Not only that, me, me and uh, me and two buddies were trying to uh, build a hog farm in Jersey with him. Really? Yeah. Ooh. I'm going to be brick top from Snatch. Wow. <laughs> That's got to be a TV show if you do that. Imagine. But I learned a lot about hog farming and stuff. And I, I found it really weird that he names the, the pigs considering they're going to be slaughtered. And we had a good, serious conversation about the whole thing. And you can check it out on the last episode. And then you fast forward and he was uh, he was bent. He was enjoying the party in that in that kitchen there, Carl. It's, um, I never saw that... I think I think the combination of being in New York, he didn't go to lunch with us, and having access to a full New York City bar, right, with no one telling you to stop. I mean, everyone in there is a grown up. No one gives a fuck, and that's a lot. Yeah, that's a that's a lot for for <laughs> yeah. hanging out with me like that. That's yeah, but you weren't you weren't leading the way. No, no, but I, but that's what made but leaving, it so interesting. Leaving the access to to that yeah, much yeah. stuff, you know, in New York City. Trust me, I I've been in New York City my whole life. There's a lot of people that come visit me, and they think they want a Ruiz. They really do. I'll give you a perfect example. Billy Durney calls me the next day after that thing from Hometown Barbecue in the Brooklyn. Fest. Billy goes to me. Goes, uh, hey, you're gonna kill all these fucking people. He goes, they think drinking a lot is, you know, having 18 Bud Lights in the back of their farm. <laughs> He's like, they come up here. It's a whole nother animal. They come up here. Whatever they ask me, I'm like fucking Aladdin. Yeah. Like, I want gunpowder and a tourniquet. I'm like, two minutes. You know what I mean? But uh, it's a lot for them to realize New York City, we're, we're pro drinkers. We're hard drinkers. We're not beer drinkers. Right, and I see that all the time. I, I'm in the city. People are like, ah, man, let's go, Ruiz, yeah. And like, first they take a selfie and they take a picture of the shot, and then they buy me like three shots. But the, my pace is so neck breaking. It's scary. It's scary that, that they're I, like I've been next to you many a time. The pace is unstoppable, and I will nurse a shot or two. Like you got mad at me, sorry, but it, right. it's important to this. So we went out for your birthday. I hung as as long as I could with, right. uh, you know, B- then Billy Corbin tapped out. Your boss tapped out. Yeah. It was down to like four or five of us. You took us to that uh, that boxing bar. Billy's. The, 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 the cut guy from Muhammad Billy, Ali has yeah. a bar. Like a, just a down and dirty bar. How awesome is that bar? With all the boxing memorabilia all over Priceless. the walls. Priceless. Priceless awesome. memorabilia. And because on me, you're buying us shots. It's your birthday. We're like... We're eight hours in now, and I've been, I nursed for the eight hours. Right. You're, you're like full throttle. Full throttle. And at that point, I couldn't tell you no anymore. You weren't going to listen to no, no at that point. So I'm like, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I was pouring shots Shh. on the floor. Opie. I had to just go into your point. I couldn't. I couldn't do anymore. But then, okay, can I give you some courtesy? But then I was, some courtesy points. But then I was backing up your shots, so you had you had yours and mine. And I don't care. I'll go right to no, them dude, like a wood chipper. Do you understand you were ordering them every five minutes? They were just... This was... They were coming like this. Well, because they're shots. And then me and I don't want to mention his name because he wants to be a bit incognito. He's looking at me and he was doing the same thing because we're like, we can't do this anymore. But Carl is not going to take no for an answer. <laughs> my sous chef. My, at my kitchen. Good news, bourbon is still here. <laughs> oh, they're, they're still... <laughs> 
My yeah. sous chef's at the restaurant today. I didn't want to go in today. And uh, nice, huh? That's that's some uh, that's some sweet stuff. Anyway, so going back to your point about I, I only mentioned that because you the, can't spill them on the floor. Op. What am I going to do? This is what you do. You were getting you were getting mad if we weren't keeping up with you. We were trying, right? But what you do is you pass them off to somebody. There was no one else left. It was we were down to actually at that point it was four of us. So they t- look at the bartender and go ginger. They'll know what you're talking about. Ah, so I don't piss you off. You go ginger, and bartenders will know that you're with a pro. Right. And all I need is a cadence, buddy. We did hand off. Um, we did hand off one to the people right next to us. They were happy. <laughs> <laughs> but I interrupted you. So the the ruizing, and when people come into your world, they don't realize the pace. The pace is it'll get you. Right. And every once in a while, I mean, I was. But what is what was Bill Durney saying? I, I interrupted because so I got excited because yeah. I, I can relate. to So this. Bill Durney goes, "You're going to kill all these country boys." I mean, they come here, and and uh, it doesn't even make sense to them. They they think that Ruizing is two Instagram pictures. They don't realize there's 14 hours between each picture <laughs> of craziness. And I said, Billy, the, no one can catch you if you're racing to the bottom. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean, no one will ever catch you. And uh, having sous chefs, I forgot what this is like. Yeah, you're getting a lot of texts during Should this. I walk to the left? Should I walk? You know, because it's a new kitchen, so it's sending me a lot of texts. They don't understand. Like, I'd rather you make a mistake and me be able to blame you than we make a mistake together on the phone. Right, right. You know, people have to be proactive. But that's why oh, I... you got to deal with all this again. <sighs> Carl's back in the game. Back in the fucking game, up. But so Bill's like, yeah, they have no yeah, so idea Billy's of, like, of your pacing. So I told Billy a story. I said, Billy, I went to Alabama. Gulf Shores, Alabama. I mean, everybody there, War Eagle this, Roll Tie that, pounding their chest with their NASCAR leather jackets from 1997. Yeah. You know, the fucking Dale Earnhardt tramp stamps and shit. (laughs) And I got there, and everybody's like, well, good luck with your Ruiz down here. This is what we do. I said, oh, yeah. All right. First night, I go out. This guy, he owns like four restaurants. His name is Panini Pete. We go to one of his restaurants, beautiful restaurant, right on the water in Alabama. Actually, everything's either on the water or underwater. We're in that lower Alabama. They call it L.A., which is pretty funny. And he takes me out. And he says, I'm going to show you how we drink in Alabama. I said, oh, oh really? Oh, 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 well, <laughs> prepare your men. Right. <laughs> Looks like we got Dean Martin here. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, hey. hey, what's up, George Thorogood? Right, Let's right. fucking dance. Oh, are you part of the Rat Pack? So he takes me to a place called Florabama. Half of the bar is in Florida and half Beautiful. of it's in Alabama. Beautiful. And you go from one side to another and one side closes because the liquor, li- the liquor laws, you just move to the other side of the bar. Is that real? Awesome. Yeah. They have a different closing time? Yeah. In the same bar? In the same bar. It's called Florida. And on Sundays, they have church in the bar at 7 in the morning. They have a church service, and people are just crushing. Nice. So this is my terradrome. This, yeah, yeah. I walk in. I, I look like nobody else. I'm wearing clogs and stuff. And I'm talking to girls, and they love my accent because it's like someone from Alabama being here. So I'm like, hey, doll. Hey, what's going on? Let's get it done. I find a little cluster that follows me on Instagram. Holy shit! Ruizing. Right. Let's go to the drinking bar. They have a drinking bar where it's like all shots and fucking crazy shit upstairs. They got some band. Every band there plays the same fucking seven songs. You know what I mean? Little Skinnerd. Leonard. 
Skinner, Leonard, Skinner, <laughs> Leonard, Skinner. So I love Leonard Skinner, so we're good. There's people with bandanas on. Intimidating place. I get there. I start. Let's go. Shots. Beer. Shot, 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 shot. All of a sudden, I just start peeling these guys like a banana. Fucking, I'm in Alabama. This one guy with, he had camouflage everything. Like, even camouflage contact lenses. Right, like right. Predator. He's like, I gotta go home. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he, he says, we're like, all right. And he goes and he sits down in a chair and just goes to sleep <laughs> like he's dead. <laughs> that was home for him. Right. This is a place that has an annual mullet throw. It's called the mullet toss or a mullet throw, where everyone wears mullet rigs and throws them into the water. Oh, and then the cops come all the time because they get stuck in the boat propellers, all the right, mullets. Right. Like this crazy shit. Can you just knock this shit off? Now there's a kid next to me, starts crying. He's like, I'm like, what's the matter, soldier? He's a Marine. He goes, the cocaine sucks in Alabama. I'm going home. He goes and sits down, goes to sleep in a chair. I'm like, this is, I go, Pete, this is, this is, these are your guys? Get out, get the fuck out of here. Buried everybody. Buried everybody. Got a ride home from some girl. I mean, this girl. She, at this point, she could have ripped the front seat out and drove from the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> really? Good for you. Touching her leg, it's her arm. <laughs> so, I go back to the, to the condo. I wake up, 9.30. I'm already at the donut shop. I walked from my hotel, having a donut, ready to go. Get to the event at 10.15. Nobody's there. The event started at noon. I killed everybody. You wiped the whole... I wiped the festival out. You wiped the festival out. Wow. Wiped the whole festival. First night. Right. So now I'm like, I did my event. Now it's 3 o'clock. I yeah. start drinking these things called um, Shark Bites or something. It's a frozen drink that everyone's like, danger, danger. I drank... Maybe seven of them with a bachelorette party. And I ruined the bachelorette party. <laughs> now they're out. Fist fight, two girls fought, fist fight in the bathroom. Right. They were friends, but like frenemies. Right. They're fighting in the bathroom. I'm slow dancing with the bride lady. I'm wearing her like veil. It's a fucking mess. No one could stop me because I killed everybody the day before. Right. So now it's all C level people. Now people are trying to find out I'm in Alabama. So then they start showing up. So then here comes one of these championship barbecue guys. And his event is the next day. He goes, we're going out tonight. I heard you, you big tough guy out here now. I'm taking you to the Ark. Now, the Ark is like a bar that you can own. Like, you have to be a member. And it is seedy, Opie. I mean, and I walk, and it's like, and it's got an Ark thing and a neon thing. And it just looks like you get fucking stabbed in there. And I go in there with this guy and two other guys. They have a great burger there, by the way. And and I'm sitting there and I start pounding. And the bartender is this like salty 50-year-old lady. And you could smoke in there. She's smoking cigarettes, ashing in the shot glass that I just used. And then washes it by hand and gives it back to me. Like, perfect fucking bar. Right. And I'm with this barbecue guy and he wants to go shot for shot. Now, he thinks I'm going to be a little soft from the day before. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. Next thing you know, he's passed out in a booth in the back. 
And I'm slow dancing with the bartender. <laughs> he wakes up at 3 o'clock in the morning and goes, what happened? <laughs> I said, look, they made me a member. <laughs> I'm a member of a fucking dive bar in Alabama. I said, guys, this is what I do. Yeah. You don't understand. Like, I said, when you drink, you're thinking about, you're thinking about tomorrow. I'm thinking about yesterday. You can't drink with someone that's thinking about yesterday. Right. You're thinking about tomorrow. I got this to do tomorrow. I'm like, the only thing I have to do tomorrow is I hope they find me. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're, you're leaving that town like it's a ghost town. You're like, you're like the, a gunslinger. Dude, I, just buried, town. I buried Let me. So I'm on the other side of that too because I believe you had some Instagram lives from that location. Yes! Yeah. And at first I'm like, I know he's down south, but man, I don't recognize this as English. Okay. And... You're still, I can tell you were partying and you're, you know, you're definitely enter, being entertaining for the, the audience <laughs> on the live. And uh, the people behind you, I swear to God, it looked like they were doing shots of Novocaine. Yeah. They were just like, oh, and their mouths aren't moving anymore. They, I don't know what they're looking at. And they're like, I yeah. killed them all. I killed them all. It's, it was unbelievable. So there's this one, there's, <laughs> I met this bar and there's this guy, he's a big fan of the podcast. And... Oh, look at that. those new black squirrels. You don't see those outside. So, see it right there by the river? Oh, oh damn. Look at that. You can't see that. I understand. <laughs> That's cool, though. You don't see a lot of black squirrels in this uh, no. neck of the woods. So, um, so, I'm sitting there. And I'm talking to the guy. And the wife, silent for the most part. You know what I mean? But she's looking at me. Yeah. And I'm drinking. And I'm drinking. And, I'm, and he's drinking. He's trying to ruise this whole bullshit. And don't get me wrong, there's people that'll take me out. But they weren't there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm talking to him, talking to him, and, and she starts getting loose and drinking, and they got, you know, oh, okay. it was a big weekend. Uh, Alabama, you know, right. was playing. And they're all with their fucking Alabama gear, talking about how the coach there is, like, you know, he walks on water or something. I don't give a <laughs> fuck. Whatever his name is. They're preachers. Yeah. They're as powerful as preachers. As down, powerful as preachers. Uh, down in that area. And he's telling me, my, my brother's a state trooper, and he's on his detail, and they drive him around, and he, you know, he eats babies. And, they, it's crazy <laughs> and we all allow it. Yeah, yeah. They, they'll allow You could do any. Right. If you're famous in Alabama, you're royalty. Right. Game of Thrones shit. Right. You can do whatever the fuck you want. So they give you a dragon. Yeah. Give me the fuck. Where's the dragon? So this girl is the, one of the most awkward situations ever. So he's talking to me. He's talking to me. Now all of a sudden the girl's, she's looking at me and laughing because I'm saying funny shit and he's not because he's fucking wasted. Right. So like I would say a joke and then you would see your dead and he'd be like, ha, ha, damn, ha, damn, ha, damn, Cuban, 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 just narrating his home demise. Right. Cuban, 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 ha, damn, God, that was a good one, Cuban, 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 right? And I'm like this and the girl's laser focused on it. So he's like, oh, let's go outside and have a cigarette. So I'm like, all right. So he just bolts. But I'm still talking, talking yeah. to his wife and stuff. His wife, she's wearing like a, like a sweatshirt, but it's ripped. Like in the front, like a Hulk Hogan style. I mean, my face, I mean, look great. I'm a real American. <laughs> right. But it's ripped and like the cleavage is out. Right. Right? Freckles? No, clean. Okay, good. Whew. And she looks at me dead in the face and just pulls it down right at the bar. Just all the way down. 
everything. Just not losing eye contact with you? Dead, as she's dead in that. my face. And it was so tight. Our, our, we were so tight looking at each other. I was like, excuse me. So just to look down and then to look up. I'm like, thank you very much. She's like, let's go have that cigarette. Oh, my God. God damn it. I love Alabama. <laughs> Alabama, man. What a, what a town. Yeah. That's awesome. It's called it's called Lower Alabama, Gulf Shores. Right. And the owner, he owns all the surf style stores. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, he's from, originally from Florida, but like real Florida, not like Miami, like fucking we'll set you on fire. The redneck Florida. All right, listen, we should uh we should wrap up this episode of the Opie Radio podcast. I think I might stay for another one though, because we got a little uh visitor got, coming got a through. Visitor coming through. We could do another one from this locale. Why not, right? All right, so what do we got? We got uh the Facebook group, Opie Radio Podcast, the Pod Squad. <laughs> what else? Uh I don't know, you could get a Ruizing t shirt or hat. Yeah. At the website, opiradio.com. And Carl, what do you got? You got Sabor Chef on Instagram. Um, I mean, Carl's Instagram game is strong. Uh, and then La Cubana is just about ready to open. La Cubana's opening, man. Restaurants opening and everything's opening and party's over. This is the wind down. Right. You saw me how I get in there. It's not, it's a different Carl. I was happy, but I was also like, no one else wants to play with me with this <laughs> podcast today. I'm going to have to make this one up, which was fine. All right. Uh, by the way, a little tease for the next episode. Can you can you explain the the house that's pretty much burnt down across the street from our locale? No, I mean on the next podcast, on the oh, next yeah. episode. Oh sure. What what are you talking about? I drove up and there's a house that's pretty much, you know, it looked like it had a problem. Do you know where you are? <laughs> if you go on any street, there's a house that's burnt down. <laughs> oh, you know which one? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> the Miller's house? <laughs> There's a house on fire here every three days. Not the one across the, the fire department doesn't even shut the trucks off. <laughs> With the giant blue tarp on the Oh, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. He didn't make it. They had a, they had a bit of an issue over there. Oh, right. my God. Wait till you tell you this story about these fucking idiots. I can't wait. On the next OP Radio podcast, Joey. Yes. Wrap it up, Joey. It's time to switch to IPA. Joey! Greg, what the fuck? I hear you, Joey. I'm just kidding. Actually, I don't hear you. You know you had this after the fact. Joey! Joey! Come on. All right, Joey, wrap it up. Boo! (laughs) All right, I found a little quiet space on this ship. Now, let me set the record straight on tape about mine and Carl's exchange on his Instagram. I called Tiger a POG, piece of garbage, and yes, because he disgraced himself and his family, but I was wrong, and I'll tell you why. I worked for ESPN for 11 years of my life in New York City and know a lot of inside baseball and other sports. Even hung out with a few pros in New York City and on getaways with listeners. But that'll stay private. I'm wrong to judge Tiger as a person. I guess for the same reason Greg doesn't like Stephen A. Smith. We we don't know each other. He seems pompous. And even though I have no love for golf and consider it a leisure activity rather than a sport, if I was to be fair and judge other athletes or even rock stars in the Hall of Fame for their personal indiscretions, I'd be rooting for imaginary players and musicians. So Carl, I wasn't driving, I didn't get in trouble with my wife, but I do on a daily basis, regardless. I had an impulsive reaction and it was wrong. And I'm no altar boy. And just for the record, while I'm being transparent, I worked with Stephen A. Smith more than a few times, and he was always easy to work with and generous on the air, a pro, as well as kind to me. 
We live and learn. So with that, I'm Joey Salvia, wishing I could have partaken in a bourbon breakfast with the two of you fine gentlemen. But I'm about to take my kids swimming and later date night with my wife while we sail the Caribbean. Now please leave a five-star review at Apple Podcasts. And thanks for listening to Opie Radio. Fuck golf.